0: Last week, uh, I shared a story with our leadership team during our uh, Zoom meeting. It was one that's impacted me in many ways uh, deeply, and I believe God is still using it for his glory. It's a story of someone who faced a major challenge, and it was so big that it scared him, not just a little bit, but a lot. This guy literally had a small army coming at him, and their intent was not a good one. See, that story is recorded in Genesis chapter 32, and the main character is a man by the name of Jacob who had taken unfair of, of advantage of his twin brother Esau and not only taken away his birthright, which was a special position that meant a lot in those days, but also had deceived his father to take away the blessing of the firstborn, which was an even bigger deal. And Jacob ended up running for his life because his brother wanted to kill him and so he settled in a faraway land he met the love of his life he married he had a boatload of children became a successful dealer of livestock and then God told him in Genesis chapter 31 verse 3 go back to the land of your father and your relatives and I will be with you and Jacob did just that but when he got close to home, he sent word to his brother Esau that he was coming. And the army of 400 that was headed Jacob's way was Esau and his men. And when you let somebody know that you're coming and they meet you that way, there's a message, a very clear message that's being communicated. I know a guy who has three beautiful daughters And they've all been married for several years and have families of their own. But one time when the girls were dating, one of the girls went out on a date and when she and the guy that she was with came home, the guy was sitting on the porch with a shotgun in his lap and he was smiling. Now, it was a joke. And back in those days, it was a little bit safer to use this kind of thing because there wasn't as much violence as there is today. But there was a message also being communicated in the midst of that joke, and that is, don't you mistreat my daughter. Some things that are funny still communicate a message. But there are some things that are communicated that evoke paralyzing fear. And that kind of fear often hits us when we really begin to pursue a direction that we believe God wants of us, and then something pretty serious happens. Some kind of a barrier comes up, something threatening, something unexpected, something that muddles the waters, not just muddles it or mucks it up, but actually makes it into what appears to be quicksand. And for Jacob, that fear hit him, when he heard that an army of men was heading his way. For us, it's something different. It may be the impact of the coronavirus and the resulting job losses or health issues. Maybe it's broken relationships or tension that develop all within the family because of everybody being together in close quarters or a sudden crisis, whether it be physical or emotional or both, for me personally, that reality hit me and Pam as we realized that I'm going to be stepping away from the ministry at Mechanicsville Church of Christ in seven weeks. And while we have known about this, and we're still convinced that this decision is something that God has led us to, just as we announced back in December of last year, as the time gets closer and as all the new developments have taken place in our culture, uh, sometimes fear can creep in. Or at least the wondering of, is this the right time? Should we have done things differently? Should we have timed things a little bit differently? And just so you know, I want to... I Provide this disclaimer, we we still are convinced that we made the right decision. All I'm saying is that as the moments get closer and circumstances unfold before us, it's easy to wonder. And for many people, that wondering can often lead to worry and worry, left unchecked, leads to paralyzing fear. I love what Corrie ten Boom says. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. And Jacob had a marauding army coming his way. And that made him Fearful. But before he faced that group of men, the night before he crossed over the river to join his family and to meet his brother, he wrestled with God. In Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 26, it says, Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled the man. And then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And Jacob, as a result of that, was renamed Israel. Israel which literally means he wrestled with God. And further blessing also followed as Jacob met Esau, and instead of there being bloodshed, there was reconciliation. You see, this most fearful of circumstances in Jacob's life was overcome by God as he worked in the heart of Jacob's brother, and that's something that Jacob could have never done on his own. We're in a series of messages called life verses and and to be honest with you, some of you are probably wondering is well Mark, is this one of your favorite life verses And I will tell you it is not. <laughs> But the reason I've camped out there is that it's a vivid illustration of the life verse that is one of my favorites and also Pam's. It's one that we share together. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. And it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. You see, for Jacob, what seemed like an impossible situation, God used and did far more than Jacob could have ever hoped for. And I wonder if that night... As everybody was in bed, Jacob went outside and he looked up into the star-studded sky and he prayed to God and he said, Wow, God, I know you told me that you would help, but I never imagined how much. Not only did you save me and my family, but you allowed me to reconcile with my brother. And we were able to make peace and as a result of that, we're going to be able to thrive in, the, in our homeland and in our surrounding areas. Folks, God does that for us too. When we follow God, when we rely on his direction, when we hold his hand, when things seem blurry, if we just remain faithful to him, he does immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. And as I've reflected on the ministry here at Mechanicsville Church of Christ, uh, I've seen that happen so many ways. I've seen God bless in providing 17 years of continuous ministry here at the church when the average stay for ministers at churches still hovers around three or four years. And I'm here to tell you that this tenure speaks volumes of your kindness, your prayers, your maturity as a church family as much as anything else. I've seen God do immeasurably more as we have been able to share in at least 152 baptisms in this place. And we've witnessed life change in many of you, not only in in the way that you live, but in your walk with Jesus. I've seen God use all of us as he rallied us together to build a 2.25 million structure consisting of gym and classrooms in 2006 to be used for his glory and then adding on the possible the the opportunity for Grace Christian School to come onto our campus and grow from thirty six students to one hundred and fifty seven, and the potential is there this next year for there being over two hundred students. I've seen God do immeasurably more as I've watched and participated in multiple mission trips and seen people come back profoundly impacted by what they have experienced and lived through. I've seen many of you who became new followers of Jesus grow in your faith and take on positions of ministry, both here and elsewhere, and as you've served the Lord faithfully in this place. But I want to talk about something that has taken place just in recent weeks, something that is very recent. One of the things that I've seen is the way in which you've reached out to people through social media and also in your giving to the Lord. So many of you, the vast majority of you have been incredibly positive on social media and you've been an encouragement to me and so many others who desperately need it. At a time when many churches right now are struggling financially, you have given faithfully in your worship to God and you've allowed the ministry of Mechanicsville Church of Christ to continue to move forward and thrive. Many of you have reached out and quietly helped neighbors and friends, maybe delivering groceries or mowing a lawn or doing other tasks for other people, helping financially, maybe offering jobs to those who needed it. And I can't wait to see what he will do in coming weeks and in the next season as Will assumes my role, because God is able and he's able through us. Listen to that text again. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I told you that this is one of Pam's life verses as well. I don't want to share with you what she said about it and what it means to her. She said, "It's all about God and the church. But he has not only counted us worthy to see his power, but to know and experience his transforming power in our lives and in the lives of others." And this is fully realized in what God has in store for us in heaven. And yet God gives us a taste of it while we're here. This isn't just a simple truth. But it's an overwhelming, life-changing reality. Isn't that cool? And as I personally reflected on these words what jumped out to me simply are th- uh, f- three words he is able and most of us would agree with that yeah yeah god god can do anything and we probably say it but do we mean it do we really believe it are we doing everything that we can to advance his cause and his church and his teaching and his mission of making disciples who will then make other disciples? You see, that's what blew Paul's mind as he wrote these words. He was talking about his own ministry. And, and, and he all of a sudden, it just blew him away to realize, hey, God created A little nation called Israel in order to introduce Jesus into the world, in order to to present God in the flesh in that place. But then God used Paul to introduce that message to the rest of the world. And we are impacted by that as a result of his ministry And Paul had done it according to God's power that was at work within him, that is Paul. And in the same token, in Genesis 32, Jacob prayed to God for deliverance. But it was only when he crossed the river and faced the fear and faced his brother that he was able to see how God worked to provide forgiveness, reconciliation, and peace. I want to talk about something very specific right at this moment. Because since the quarantining went into effect, or the stay-at-home rule went into effect in our nation and in our, in our commonwealth, the church, and I'm talking about this big C church, many churches all across the nation have done an amazing job of adapting literally turning on a dime and and seeing to it that the church gathered is still a reality. And here we are having services in our living rooms thanks to modern day technology. Through live streaming we're connecting together to the Lord with the Lord and with one another. And sometime in the future we're going to gather again in our worship center. But I'm here to tell you folks online services somehow need to be able to continue. Right now Eric and Will are putting in hours making sure the service online flows seamlessly because that's that's all we have. But when we all get back together, they're not going to have the time to do this. They're going to need others to help. They're going to need you to help. And I wanna speak to you. Don't let your fear of failure keep you from continuing this ministry that could reach far, 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 far more people for Jesus Christ in ways that you never expected. Step up, trust in the training that's going to be provided for you and in God's power to work through you to make a difference. Because he is able, and yet he always works through us. He always works through you. Folks, I'm here to tell you that Pam and I are really excited about the future. Are we a little nervous? Yeah. A little. But we're also very excited about what God is going to do through us in this new season. We have some opportunities before us that we hope to share with you in the near future. But we know that it will only work only as we allow his power to work within us. As we allow his spirit to guide us, his word to instruct us and his presence to lead us. And for you who are followers of Jesus here at Mechanicsville Church of Christ, I'm here to tell you that God is able to do immeasurably more through you. But you need to allow his power to work within you. To do what only God can do through his spirit as you obey, as you pray, as you serve, as you trust, as you cross a river, as you face a new thing. That you don't think you can do, but God wants you to? Is it going to be scary at times? Absolutely. Nothing worth doing doesn't come without challenges and potential fears. Are some things unlikely? Yeah. But it's the unlikely things that happen that cause us to see so much more of who God is and how powerful his grace really is do some things appear impossible absolutely with man they may be and in our own power they are but with god the bible says nothing is impossible nothing is impossible to god because he's able to overturn fear with uh, fear with faith He's able to turn the unlikely into the likely. He's able to make the impossible possible. And he's able to do all this when we allow him to use us in his power. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, thanking you, thanking you that you are able. A lot of times... It's not you that we doubt. It's that we doubt ourselves. But ultimately, we're doubting you because you're the one who has placed a challenge before us. You're the one who has placed an opportunity before us. You're the one who says, I think you're the person I can work through so that I can show that I am able through you. So I pray that during this time when we are just locked in our homes, when we have more time to think than we would care to have, I pray that we'll take the time to think about how you are able to do things through us in ways that we never thought of before. And I pray that we'll rejoice in the opportunities that you present so that your name will be honored, so that your church will become all that you want her to be, and so that we will continue to grow into the people that you've called us to be as well. Thank you. Thank you for making that possible through Jesus Christ. Crucified, risen, and coming again. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.